the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If something has to come out of nothing, then it only can lead you to the first four words. In the beginning, God. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Today, we are going to start in the book of Genesis chapter 1 in a message titled, Created by God. Let's start right from the beginning. This is the book of beginnings. It's the origin. It's the gateway to the magnificent rock of scripture that we hold in our hands today, the Bible. The Bible's not one book. It's 66 individual books wrote by 40 different authors over a 1,500-year period, 39 Old Testament books and 27 New Testament books, and it holds the words of God. And so this book, Genesis, is the beginning of all of those books. And for every believer that truly desires to seek the face of God, For every believer who desires to stand in his presence, every believer who earnestly longs to know the great fundamental questions of the human mind like who, when, how, and why, where did it all come from? Because all of these questions are answered here in the book of Genesis. All of them are not answered exhaustively, but they are answered in a sufficient degree to give reason a foothold in our mind. Genesis gives us the only true and reliable account of the origin of all basic entities of the universe and of life. We see the origin of the universe by the hand of the creator God. The Bible declares with full might that there is a creator, that everything that is seen And everything that is known has been created by a divine designer. And out of all of ancient writings, Genesis stands alone in accounting for the actual creation itself. This is not a theory of man, like the theory of evolution is. Understand, again, a theory is defined in the dictionary as a system of ideas intended to try to explain something. So a theory is just an idea. Genesis gives us an actual account of space, mass, and time, which constitutes our physical universe. Yes, every theory that has been given by science starts with some type of eternal matter or energy. Yes, everything has to come from some eternal matter or energy. Maybe that's why science will quickly dismiss the Bible. Why is that again? Because philosophy and science are dedicated to understanding the cause and effect of everything. Because for every effect, there's a cause that caused the effect. 
The very existence is based on answering that every effect that has a cause. Like, why did the chicken cross the road? Or we should maybe even ask, why or how? How did the chicken cross the road? Well, the cause of that is, well, he started to walk. Okay, so he walked. How did the steak on your barbecue get there? Because a cow had to die to give you that steak. And if the cow died, that means the cow once lived. Yes, you went to work. Why? Because you first got a job. Because you first applied for the job. Because you first became an adult so you could have the job. Which means that you had to be born. You had to grow up to be an adult first. And so on. A cause and an effect for everything in life. Again, philosophy and science are dedicated with the task of an accounting of the why. Why did that happen? There's a cause, there's an effect to everything that exists. But science is faced with where did the first something come from? Where did the first something come from? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, the egg had to come first right? Okay. Then where did the egg come from? Okay. So if the, if the, if the egg came before the chicken, where did the first egg come from? See, science will admit they don't know everything. We don't know where the egg come from. And they don't want to admit that they will never know where the first egg came from. But if you have nothing that leads to those things, then that nothing is what? Because everything has to have something, right? It has to have something. So that's why science gravitates to the Big Bang. Because that's where the big something happened. That science can go back and say, now we have something, a Big Bang. Every scientist will tell you, we don't know what happened before the Big Bang. And we don't know what energized the energy to cause the Big Bang. We're just going back to the Big Bang. Because that way we can now point to that something happened. We don't know how it happened. We don't know how it got there. We don't know the energy. But something happened at the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago. And now we have a reason for something. But if you have just nothing, then that leads to the first four words of the Bible. Which is, in the beginning, God. Because if you have nothing... If something has to come out of nothing, then it only can lead you to the first four words. In the beginning, God. And that throws a monkey wrench into all that man embraces. Because if God is, it denies atheism. For there was and there is a God, a creator. He created matter. Matter did not always exist. And again, science cannot explain where that original matter or energy came from. But again, Genesis claims without any hesitation that God created all matter and energy, that he formed and shaped all things into existence, completely contrary to man's big explosion that produced all matter and energy, which supposedly went on to evolve everything that is seen and unseen today with all of its order. Really? How does order come out of an explosion? Do you ever see that anywhere else? Like, I'm a man. 
I'm proud of that. Okay, sorry to say. It's like, hey, you know, I'm a man. I have a garage. This is part of being a man. I got tools in that garage. I got motorcycles, plural. Okay, I have all kinds of stuff in my garage. Now, my wife, she's a clean freak. Everything is all in its order. My garage is disorder. Okay, but it's just the way I thrive. Okay, I thrive in my disorder, but I kind of know where everything's at. But every now and then, I even have to say, my garage is a little messy. Like right now, it needs a major cleaning. So in order to clean my garage properly, what do you got to do? You got to take everything out. You got to sweep the whole thing out, and then you put everything back in, in order, and you toss away a bunch of junk that you've accumulated along the way. And that's how you bring order to a garage. But according to scientists, oh no, out of a big bang explosion, complexity all came into being. So technically speaking, scientifically, and we know scientists are always right. They were right about everything with COVID-19, right? Okay, anyway, just saying. But it's just, so science would say, I can go to my garage with a complete box of dynamite. And I can blow the whole thing up and somehow order and complexity is going to come out of that explosion. You might say, that's ridiculous. How could anyone be so unintelligent to say something like that? That's the whole point. It's like, of course, it's ridiculous. And it's ridiculous to think that all the complexity that we see in the universe around us all came into being through some huge explosion. Yet never in man's existence have we ever seen order and complexity come from chaos. It never happens. Every time that man creates something, think about all the beautiful structures that man has created. How does it come about? Because it's been through much thought and design. Every building, every invention from a screwdriver to Disneyland. Haven't we all been amazed going to Disneyland? Isn't it beautiful? All the rides, the illusion, all of those things. Did it just happen? Did they just blow up some land there in Anaheim and it just happened? Did they blow up some land in Florida and it just happened? No, Walt Disney was a visionary. And he was a man that planned things out and went over them millions of times and this and that and whatever. And it's like, that's how we have it. Yet God tells us in his word That he is that designer. That he creates from nothing. In Genesis chapter 1, we're given a clear, broad outline of the facts of a material universe. Where we're told of its beginning. We're told who created it. And today, we're going to consider three points in light of our title, Created by God. Number one, in the beginning. Because there was a beginning and God's the one that made it. Number two, the creation. He's the one that formed it together. And number three, the first lights. So let's look at our first point in the beginning as we read together in verse one in your Bibles. And what does it say? In the beginning, God. He created the heavens and the earth. Wow. Just like that. Only the book of Genesis do we find, again, in all ancient writings, an attempt to account for the ultimate origin of the creation of all things, beginning with matter, space, and time. Notice how the first verse starts with, again, in the beginning, God. 
I mean, you can't go back any further than that. Genesis 1-1 is the most awe-inspiring. It is the most comprehensive sentence in all of the human language. It is such a simplistic sentence, yet at the very same time, it stands unequaled in profound significance. In the beginning, God, and he created That word in the Hebrew language for created is the Hebrew word bara, which means the very word itself means he created out of nothing. Where we have to go down to the hardware store. We have to go to Home Depot. We got to go to Lowe's. We got to, we got to plant things out. We got to buy materials. We got to, we got to assemble materials. No, God created out of nothing. Out of nothing. He spoke everything into existence. It was a willful act by his own divine words. Yes, the living God, a personal self-existent spirit, the first source and cause of all things, in the first verse in the Bible, sets aside the nine great heresies of man. Here are the nine great heresies of man that it just implodes. Number one, atheism. Atheism says there is no God. Genesis 1.1 reveals that there is a God. Number two, deism declared that God cannot reveal himself. Yet God, the creator, he reveals his eternal power. He says, do you want to know if there's a God? Romans 1.20 says, you want to know if there's a God? Show me a God. He says, look at my creation. Look around you at the complexity of everything, the way that it works around you. Look at the earth spinning right now, 25,000 miles in circumference, and we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. Look at that. Just look at the magnificence of what is around us, and how can you say there is no God? Number three of the great heresies of man, agnosticism. Well, there may or, well, there may not be a God. Yet just as design implies a designer, so creation implies a creator. Number four, materialism. That nothing exists except matter. Yet in the beginning, God created all matter. Science says we don't know of anything before the Big Bang. We don't know how anything happened, any matter. It just all happened at the Big Bang. The creator's like, no, I created all matter. Number five, pantheism says, there is no God but the universe. Yes, we're all just part of the universe. Yes, here we are. But yet we see God is the one who commanded the universe into existence. Number six, polytheism states that the creation is the work of many gods. Yes, we have the God of the oceans, the God of the clouds, the God of the trees, the God of the rocks, the God of the animals, and all these different gods. And we see this all through mythology and all of these things. Yet that is disproved by the unity of the creation. There is only one sun, and the same laws of gravitation hold all things together. Number seven, humanism, which deems man his own maker. Creation calls God our maker, making him our reality, not ourselves. Meaning we will have to answer to God one day, not to ourselves. Number eight, evolution. Claims that through a series of evolutionary challenges over billions of years, we have evolved into what we see today. Genesis 1.1 
refutes this completely as God claims that he is the creator of all things, that things did not just evolve, but rather he created them, that he is the origin of all things, that everything in existence was created by him and for him. And finally, out of all of things, the great nine heresies of man, number nine is rationalism, refuses to believe anything that transcends reason. If I can't understand it in my finite mind, then therefore it does not exist. Yet man wasn't present when creation happened. One must believe it by faith. Ah, by faith. That's how you Christians live. Yes, that's when some will say, well, you Christians are a bunch of eggheads. You're so simple-minded. You're just uneducated people because you're not smart like us with science. Yet faith is used in all aspects of life. Every scientist uses faith more than he could ever imagine. Do you know how many parts it takes to make a 747? Get this, six million parts. If you take every screw, every rivet, every piece of that airplane, it takes six million parts to build that airplane. Do you know what I mean? Miles of wire to hook all the electrical connections together in that plane? That's 171 miles of wire. Every time I have flown on 747, I have flown to Israel multiple times. I have flown to Rome. I have flown to Chicago. I have flown to New York. I have flown to Hawaii. I have flown to England. I have flown on 747s to Australia, New Zealand, all over the planet. I have flown on that plane multiple times. It's a very popular airplane. There's never been a major crash with a 747. I mean, that plane is just a bulletproof plane. It's made with 6 million parts. But every time you get on that plane, what are you thinking? that plane's going to land, right? So you're using faith. It's like, I'm going to get on this bucket of bolts that's made out of 6 million parts, and I believe that it's going to go up and fly at 33,000 feet, and that thing's going to land, and so I use that faith when I do that. Look how much faith you used to come into church today. How many of you drove here? Did you fly or did you drive? Okay. But if you drove, it's like you drove and you probably went through some green lights. And what are you thinking of that green light? Are you thinking, well, green doesn't mean to go. No, it means proceed when safe. Okay. It's green, but okay, is it okay? Did you slow down at the green lights? No, man, you just plowed right there, man. You're just going. I got the green light. And by faith, you're believing that the guy that's got the red light is going to stop. So you just thought, yeah, you know, he's going to stop. See, we use faith all day long everywhere we go. You go order food. Oh, I have contactless food here. Oh, yes. It's like all that. Well, you're hoping and praying that the guy didn't sneeze on your food, okay? You're hoping and everything. He didn't have disease all over his hand when he made you. We use faith. Everybody uses faith. Every single person uses faith. Even the people that got onto the Titanic, they use faith that said, we're going to get on this ship that's bigger than anything that man has ever built, and we're going to go to New York, and we're going to get there. But many of them didn't make it. Yes, everybody uses faith. The question is, is our faith a reasonable faith? Because there's really only two options of creation. Everything that is seen and known, the complexity of the universe, the complexity of human, animal, and plant reproduction, the entire genetic database of everything living, did it all make itself? 
or was there a divine creator? Ask yourself, which one takes more faith to believe? It all made itself. There was a giraffe. You know, poor giraffes. You know, they're just, we lost millions of them. There is millions of them that died through this evolutionary process. Why? Because, see, when they first started off, the giraffe, because it has a two-foot-long heart, it's like a giant pump. Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. That pump just, because it's got to pump all that blood up that, up that neck to get to the brain. Okay? So in the early evolutionary process, man, giraffes were blowing up all over the place. Like last night, we were hearing all this kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. It was giraffe's heads. Why? Because in the early evolutionary process, that two-foot heart was pumping blood up that, up that vein and everything to the brain. And every time the giraffe would lower his head to eat something off the ground, his brain would explode because there was so much blood rushing to the brain. So over an evolutionary process, they started putting in the main artery that ran up the giraffe's neck, they started deciding, gee, we're all dying because our heads are exploding. So we need to evolve valves in our main artery so we have multiple valves so when our heads go down, we won't blow up. You think, that's ridiculous. Exactly. When God created the giraffe, he said, ba-bam, there was a giraffe. He had all the valves in his artery. He had the two-foot pump in his heart to get that blood up there, and it was all one magnificent creature that he created. What takes more faith? It evolved itself or God created it? It's a question. Yes, make no mistake about it. Faith is a huge component of both sides. So never allow an evolutionist to conclude that you, because you're a Christian, you're someone with no thinking abilities on your own, and that somehow you checked your brain at the doorway of the church when you came in. And that somehow you are clueless to all reason and logic. Yes, there is a creator behind this incredible creation that we live in. Which brings up our second point, the creation. So let's read about it here. Not all of it, we'll just take a piece of it here. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 says, The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Verse 5, God called the light and the, the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. Verse 6, then God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters and God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse and it was so God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning a second day then God said let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so verse 10 and God called the land dry earth and gathering of the waters and he called seas and God saw that it was good then God said let the earth sprout vegetation plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind which seed in them and it was so verse 12 the earth 
brought forth vegetation, plants, yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning a third day. Well, we'll we'll stop there for a moment because, well, that's a mouthful to say the least. That was just the first three days of creation. But when did all of this happen? Well, according to man, the earth is some 4.5 billion years old. Okay, we're 4.5 billion years old. So they say that the Big Bang explosion happened 13.7 billion years ago. So somehow... Okay, this is going on. And after 9 billion years of this, somehow the earth comes into being. So 9 billion years of this, and then then the earth kind of came into place 4.5 billion years ago. But what do we compare those dates with? How do you come up with those dates? There is nothing scientifically There is nothing historically or any other way to prove dates that are that far back. That's all the time we have for today's message. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church L.A. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word, that's Core Church LA, to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.